Welcome to the Showcase Podcast, where we discuss real stories with young business owners and like-minded people. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the podcast. It's been another minute between drinks, as it seems to be with our podcast, but we've got a special guest on today, good friend uh, from growing up, Jake Ainsworth. Uh, how you going, man? Good boys, how are you? Good, good. I hear it's your first ever podcast. Little nervous? I am very nervous. <laughs> it's funny, people won't know. We've just been talking off air, just as normal. No nerves, but as soon as we hit record, uh, people start crumbling under the pressure, eh? Definitely. definitely <laughs> do. So we got Jake on today, guys. Just to, He's got a cool journey on uh, sort of where he was at in life after school. He was chasing a dream in the sort of sporting world. Um, and then, yeah, I guess a couple years along the track, there's a bit of a journey there, which he'll go into. Uh, he's kind of shifted his focus into uh, starting his own business and just, yeah, I guess how he, how he got to where he is now. So um, I guess we'll start from the start. Uh, maybe if you want to go into where you grew up or tell people, I guess, who you are if that don't know you and what you're doing now as a summary, and then we can kind of go into your journey. Yeah, all right. Well, um, first... I'm Jake Ainsworth, obviously. Um, part of the 1997 club. Yeah. <laughs> um, great club. Live on the live on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. It's a great part of the world. Um, really, videographer, wedding filmmaker. I don't really know what else to say. That, that's, that's me, really. Like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So 24, same age as us. Yep. Um, yeah. You're living down south. How long you been in Sunny Coast for now? It's been a couple five, years. Hey. Five years this year. Fuck, so. that's gone quick, eh? It has. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, um, I guess just take everyone back to the sort of start. I guess you're from Rocky. We're from Rocky. Uh, we've met when we were kids, so we've known each other quite a while. We're good friends now. Um, so take everyone back to Jake Ainsworth as a boy starting your life. Well, I was born in Bill Wheeler. Shit town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine years of age, mum and dad made the decision to um, move to Rockhampton. So that's where it all kind of really started. Um, went... Started started at St. Joseph's Park Avenue Primary School and um, from there, really, I actually had a really hard time fitting in to the town of Rockhampton and school there and everything. I struggled hard. Just your social aspect or social like as making friends? Social aspect, making friends, everything like that. Yeah, what um, age were you when you moved to, to St. Saint Joey's? Nine. I was nine years of age. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just me being, being a typical shy kid, like I'm still shy to this day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't really open up until I'm comfortable around people. But um yeah, so probably spent a year in Rockhampton, went to primary school and everything, and then um yeah, at the age of ten, dad was like, You wanna go play footy? I was like, Yeah, sweet, right. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Went to one training session and then Is this through school or club? Nah, Rock Rocky Brothers. Brothers. First first year. Yep. Um ran on the field. Literally took my first run, fell over the try line, didn't even know I scored. Got up, played the ball. <laughs> and the ref was like, you scored. I was like, oh, Does sweet. that mean that's good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, that same day, that like that same game, when I got up to go play the ball, the ref was like, oh, do you want to kick for conversion? And that's what you usually did as a kid. Like, you scored a try, you kick the ball. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I just started crying. I, was like, <laughs> oh, I don't no, know how. <laughs> Dad, come show me how to kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, fuck this. But yeah, um, awesome. So that's kind of when you started football as a as a young kid. Yeah, obviously you didn't know obviously how the game worked or anything. You yeah. just said, "Can I play?" And then you started. Yeah, age of ten, had no idea what I was doing, and then um, yeah, 
few few weeks later, it was like rep trials, and then all of a sudden, I'm starting to make Rocky rep team, and then it just went on from there, I guess. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess from starting footy and not knowing how the game works as a young kid to then a couple of years down the track, just take everyone through that sort of journey. Um, because yeah, obviously, as most people know that know you, uh, you had a pretty um, successful career going through like the juniors and that sort of system and then progressing into seniors um, shine a bit of light for the people that uh, might not know your journey just how that sort of unfolded and uh, yeah what that was like and yeah yeah look as soon as I started footy it kicked off pretty quickly like oh I guess you could say I was a natural but at the same time I wasn't the typical size 10 year old like I was I You're, do remember you being very large for a 10-year-old. Yeah, you boys remember me. I was, yeah. I was bigger than most kids. So, like, I guess that helped me in that aspect. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, each as each year went by, 10s, 11s, 12s, I was making all the rep teams, Rocky, Capricornia. And then when under-12s came, I made the Queensland team that you can make. So, I went there, played. And is that up. through schoolboys or clubs? Schoolboys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, after after under twelves playing Queensland and everything, under thirteens come. That's when we start hitting the international level rules and everything, and start scooting all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it just kept going up from there. I um, who was I playing for? Was I playing under thirteens? Was that with brothers or Fitzroy's? I think you jumped Fitzies. over to Fitzies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I played one year at the Fitzroy Sharks, and during that year, um, a guy called Justin Pyle, who we're all aware of, um, approached me after one of my games. Like, hi, Justin Pyle, um, one of the scouts for the Brisbane Broncos. Shout out, JP. JP, yeah, <laughs> thanks, JP. It all kicked off here. But, um, yeah, he approached me and was like, we want you in the elite development system. I was like, well, as any 13-year-old would, say yes, yeah. absolutely. So that's where it all kind of started, my journey um, moving up in the ranks, I, I guess you'd say. Yep. I was... Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, yeah, and and what's that sort of look like when you're that age? Like, uh, obviously, you stayed in Rockhampton. You still done school here. Like, was that every holidays or every weekend you were going down to do these development courses? Or yeah, so when I was from the age of thirteen to fifteens, uh, it was just one camp at the end of the year, and then every I think every month or two, uh, the Bronx coaches would come up to Brown Park and get the whole squad together and we just do all the development stuff. Yeah. So there was other kids from Rocky in the in the squad as well that yeah, they just come so and train with you or everyone from what that were in that camp come up to Rocky. Oh, so central Queensland I dare say. So yeah. Emerald Mackay, all those kind of places. But um Yeah. Yeah, so it all it all kicked off there. Um that all come down with train. But um the boys who were were contracted. Yep. So that that was the likes of me. We'd actually we'd had an official contract with the Brisbane Broncos. Um, they'd, they'd pull us aside or even after training, we'd stay back and train a little bit more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that was 13s, 14s, 15s, under 15s. I missed that whole year due to a, uh, shoulder reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> at a very young age. Yeah. Shoulder reconstruction is not really nice, but, um, yeah, so I missed out the whole year. That was a very important year of, I'd say in my career. Um, that's the year where you start making Australia, playing for Australia, all that kind of stuff. So I guess that was a crucial part that I missed in that whole in that whole journey of mine. Where was where was your headspace back then? Like as a kid, that might have been a bit of a setback, and you thought that you might be missing out on some certain aspects of the game, or, or you know, or developing your skills. Like at the time, was it 
like this is the end of the world or nah for me it wasn't the end of the world but i i did know like i felt like i was mature enough to know that i was missing out on a huge part of my junior career I'd yeah say. like just pl- like just playing just, just playing pl- yeah. yeah just playing because that under 15 year i'm not sure if it's still like that now if that's what the system's like still but that year is when you start off playing rocky you go to capricornia you make either the queensland marine team queensland white and then from there you go and play against new south wales and all that and they pick an australian um merit team like school boys school yeah. boys team yep. yeah so that's a that's a massive year yeah for me to miss and i did yeah and then i come back under 16s that was when you start playing Cyril Connell and Mel Meninga. And yeah, that was just, I don't know. I feel like after getting my shoulder done, it took me a good two to three years to actually get back to where I was. Yeah. So you're still obviously playing club footy. Um, I know you're playing school footy and you would have done confraternity two years yeah, in a row as well. Yeah. So how'd you go? Did you make any of those confraternity teams in year 11 or 12? Year 11, I didn't. Yep. Um, that was with TCC. No, yep. didn't, didn't make it that year, but my final year. Grade 12, yep. 2014, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you made the Queensland. It's just like a, just mer- a merit, merit side. Yeah. 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 yeah, so how did that sort of, you know, progress from year 12, finishing school? You did finish on a high, I guess. You guys, did you just win Comfro that year or nah. made the, did you make the final? Yeah, we yeah. made the you final against Brendan's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we beat Iggy Park in the semi. Yep, which go. was huge, eh? Which was At massive. The time, like, if anyone I, knows what that team, I don't know if they're still good, but fuck, they were massive, eh? Yeah, and yeah, I think that was probably our highlight of that year. Like, yeah. just beating Iggy, like... The well, boy- just getting into the grand final alone is a pretty big achievement for schoolboys at, at confraternity when it's sort of the best of the best schoolboys teams playing each other. 100%, yeah, it, it, it really is. Yeah. So. yeah, so how did that sort of look, you know, after that you sort of finished it on a high? Did you win local schoolboys that year or nah. lost to Brendan's yeah, again? Yeah, still lost to Brendan's again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Thank, sort of, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> nah, so sort of after that, you know, you still were playing a lot of footy. You um, you stayed in Rocky, did you? You, you signed with the Capras? Yeah, or? I did, so... Um, um, my final year at school, grade twelve, bloody the Bronx come come up the Rocky. Yep. And me being a young fella, thinking they're gonna sign me up for twenties. Yep. But they come with the complete opposite news. Like, yep. they didn't take me on. Yeah. Which I was pretty cut up. I was pretty cut up about it. I was very very cut. I was so upset. Got in the car and I was literally just broke down to mum. Yeah. It was terrible. It was the worst feeling. I was like, well. Me going through my whole secondary schooling life, yep. thinking, yeah, I've been with the Broncos for this long now. Yep. They're going to take me on down to 20s and they're going to give me a chance. Never happened. And like being any typical 17-year-old boy that thinks NRL is their only lifeline, like I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. And so it, like, I've, I kind of felt like... That was a, it. A failure. I yeah. kind of felt like a failure. I was like, wow, like I've... I've committed all this time. Yeah, effort, hard work, within yeah. training. You know, it's imagine how many hours you spent training and, and playing for, you know, sort of trying to live up for that moment. Yeah, that's exactly then, right. And was there any like lessons learned out of that? Like, I guess that was probably the first time you got like a hard, uh, we don't want you. Yeah. Did, was that where you started to think outside the box and go, maybe footy is not my end game or, or or maybe I need to train harder or where was where were you at there? That was that was it. Like, I just needed to train harder. So, Because uh, at the during, time, you still, like, obviously you loved footy as soon as you started playing it and that was, like, you know, what you wanted to do and yeah. that's what you put all your time, energy, effort into. 
uh, didn't deter you from that dream straight away. Like it was just a, it was, away. It was just no. a kick back at the time yeah. and thought, right, that's how do I go even harder at it now? Yeah, it's just a setback. And at the time, I had um, Lionel Harbin in my ear, and he was like, "Mate, like we'll get you on board with the Capras." Like during grade twelve, I was playing Friday night schoolboys and Saturday night backing up for A grade brothers. So I was playing two games in two days. And the way Lionel Harbin saw that, it's like, if you can do that, you can play Queensland Cup. Yep. And so I started off um, just doing the preseason with the Capras at the end of 2014. I hadn't even graduated school yet. I was training with the Cup boys. Yep. I was like, yeah, this is pretty It's a good sweet. experience, yeah. It was, yeah. And like, I guess that was pretty cool in itself, bloody still being in a school and training with all the, with the big boys. Like yep. these guys, These are guys that you look up to and everything too. Like, yes, they're the Capras, but... Yeah. You know, they're still... Still one step down from NRL. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's the way I started to look at it, like 20s. He goes 20s, Q Cup, NRL. So yeah. I'd, I'd jump the 20s Q at the time and I was like, yeah, I'm playing Queensland Cup. So that was that. And then, yeah, so that kind of... Like the whole bad news from the Bronx didn't deter me from my footy at all because straight away Lionel Harbin's jumped in. He's like, hey, we're going to put you in the cup system. You're going to train with these men. And, you know, so... Yeah. yeah, and and do you think having that support network was crucial at that time? Like, do you think if there was other people in your ear went, oh, it's all good, mate, like you can do a trade or you can go to uni or, or something like that, do you think if you didn't have that support network of people kicking you up the ass going, oh, it's all good, bro, just this is just a, your journey, like, you know, this the next step is, is this. Do you think, um, yeah, do you think that was crucial having those people there to keep you on track to what you wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. Like Lionel, Lionel was huge for me, and at the same time, like Lionel got in Jason Hetherington's ear because he was the uh, Capra's coach at the time, and Jason was just as supportive. Like, yeah, he was like, mate, like not everyone makes twenties, but like this is this is still a pathway. This is still a genuine pathway for you to make it. So, yeah, yeah. All right, no, that's cool. Okay, so I guess, um, yeah, how did that sort of? Well, I guess just quickly, that that wasn't it. That wasn't it. There, I guess you you played Capra's for a few years. And then, look, you moved to Sunny Coast. That's where you're living now. Let's sort of start segue into, you know, you're living in Sunny Coast now and how that sort of look. You were playing footy for a little bit still at the start there, but now let's, um, you know, let's talk about that briefly. So do you want to talk about how... Yeah, well, you moved down to Sunny Coast and how did that all work? Yeah, so 20, 2015, 2016, I played two years with the Capras. Yep. I, had a, I guess I had a bit of success. Yep. Um, enough success that I was um, noticed by the Melbourne 20s. Melbourne under uh, Melbourne Storm under twenties, so they've offered me something, and I was like, "Yeah, sweet." As being a young fellow again, I jumped straight at it. Yeah, not really thinking about where I was, like playing Queensland Cup. So I was like, "Yeah, sweet." Melbourne twenties. Who wouldn't say no to that? I did exactly that. Went down, moved down to the sunny coast, and um, so that yeah. was the reason you moved. Originally. That was the reason I moved, yeah, yeah. to the Sunshine Was Coast that a big then. step for you, moving away from home for, it was, to chase a dream? It was huge. Like, obviously, I'd always wanted to do that. I wanted to get out of Rocky. That was always my, my mindset. Yep. Get out of Rocky, move somewhere else, learn, develop. And that's exactly what happened. But, um, yeah, again... Easier I, said than done, hey? Easier said than done. I struggled a lot moving down to the coast. Yep. No job. Couldn't find a job. Like, literally couldn't. I think... Put mum on here. We literally applied for more than a hundred jobs. Yeah, just couldn't get. It's one. tough, eh? It's it's tough in any sort of kid leaving school, whether you've been to uni, going to uni, playing footy. Doesn't mean anything, eh? Like it's it just tough. Mean, nah. When you move away, like I guess Rockhampton's a good place. Like you know, everyone kind of knows everyone, so you 
you know, your mate's dad or, you know, this person can hook you up if you're desperate. But when you're down there and you don't know anyone, you're fucked. Exactly right, man. Like on in Rockhampton here, I was living at home, rent free. Mum was cooking dinner every night. I was coming home from training. Meals were in, in the microwave. Like I was being spoon fed. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody, um, Rockhampton Special School rung me up, offered me a youth working job. I did exactly that. I was on good coin, working 20 hours a week. Other than that, I was focused on footy. That was it. Yeah. I moved down to the Sunshine Coast. I'm living off my savings. That's slowly dwindling away. <laughs> I've got no job. I can't find one. I'm getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning to go gym for the Melbourne 20s. Rest all day. I couldn't find a job. Had nothing to do. At this at this point in time, I didn't exactly like have any mates. Like I had the boys from, from the team, but I wasn't close to them yet. Yeah. So I was just like hanging around home all day doing nothing. And then I'd go back in the afternoon and train until 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And do yeah. it all again the next day. Do it all again the next day. Yeah, that's pretty rigorous, eh? Like, I think people, and you might want to shine a bit more light on this, people think the lifestyle of a footy player is awesome. Like, you're obviously at that high level at this stage down at the sunny coast. Um, yeah, when you got no support network, like your good friends or family, like, it's pretty tough, like, doing doing that exactly not yeah. being able to get a job can't keep busy yeah can um, be a dark place even though people think it's the be all well, end all yeah get, get this i didn't really realize it until probably about a year later after living on the coast my uncle and auntie were two of the biggest staples for me on the sunny coast they live in Perigian beach so yeah like they knew straight away i was struggling like mentally i didn't know i was struggling mentally but you just thought this is what I've, this is all part of it. This is what I signed this up is, for. Yeah, or? exactly. And like, I think it was my second or third week of preseason, and I'd banged up my shoulder pretty bad, and I was like, I fucked my shoulder again. Yeah, I was rung rung my uncle, like just pretty much bawling my eyes out. I was upset. I was like, shit. Like, what do I do? So I was going through all that at the same time. Still no job. Not really hanging out with anyone. Like, I was in a I was in a very dark place. Like, yep. I was just. All those little struggles. Like, I didn't realise it myself though. Like a year later, Michael come to me and was like, look at the place you are now compared to where you were. Yeah. You were in a dark place. I was like, I was in a dark place, wasn't I? He was like, yeah, you fucking were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the time you thought you were just going through the motions and it was normal, hey? That's exactly right. Like, yep. And that that's a scary thing. Like it just, I didn't know I was in a dark place. Yeah. I didn't know I was going through all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. You just thought that was, it was the normal kind of it thing. It was normal. Yeah. Uh, it was just... The new normal and, for me. And other guys, other guys in your team, do you think anyone else was going through the same thing that you, you or maybe you seen someone that they were struggling and they thought they were good? Or did you see other guys in your team that were going through the same boat? Because nah, they were from down there, they were fine. Like, yeah, 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 I think so. Because like, that was their second, that was the team's second year based on the coach. So a lot of those boys were still were there already. Yep. But yeah, like I don't think a lot of it helped because the, the style of training that melbourne put us through i'd never done before ever like with the capras schoolboys anything like that it was just what on another level or a different level like i was i was an outside back i was coming last in all the conditioning and just to give people some context back in rocky when jake was playing brothers capras everything you would have been top two if not top one fittest um, yeah. most athletic yeah. person yeah, yeah and yeah you're probably going down slightly confident i'm guessing until you got to that sort of system or? yeah well i thought i was prepared but i wasn't i was far <laughs> from it yeah like it was it was just a whole it's just a whole new new world of training for me like even the gym itself like i've never done half the things i was like yeah holy 
Yeah, because that like they had tailored programs. So if you're a winger, you're a yep. outside back. Yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yep. was full on, man. Like, yeah, it was just goes to show when you think you're like really good at something, you go on the bigger bigger pond with bigger fish. You're like, oh, well, I'm actually not as good, or I'm not trained as hard as what I think I am. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's exactly like that. Like, yeah, like living up in CQ, like yeah, like Jake Hainsworth, but go down to Sunshine Coast, you're no one. Yeah. No one cares about you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're the new guy. Like, improve yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. And do you think you took like a, a bit of chi- a bit of a chip on your shoulder then because you had to, you know, around CQ, everyone kind of knows in the in the footy world, everyone knows who people are who are good, who aren't that good. Do you think you had a bit of a chip on your shoulder to have to prove yourself again? Yeah, definitely. Because like, my if men- you don't my prove men- yourself, you yeah, know, yeah, my mentality then, like. I don't. I don't give a fuck anymore yep. about what people think, like, because I don't. I don't play footy anymore. Yep. I don't care. Like, I yep. really don't. But um, but back then it was different. Back right? then, like, if if I wasn't playing and I was to come back here and someone was, I, I was terrified of someone asking me what's like, going how on. You going Why aren't on? you playing? Like, yeah, what's okay. what's happening? Like, yep. it was just that whole like. I'm not sure if you call it like. It's probably a little. It's probably a little bit of immaturity. Immaturity at the time, like yeah, you know, yeah. everyone sort of thinks are oh, just coming out of school a couple of years you care what people's opinions are about yourself but now as you grow up and you mature and you yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah you start learning and developing you go yeah. I don't give a fuck guess, what you think yeah yeah well, I guess I was scared of what the people of Rockhampton were going to think of me if I didn't make it yeah you okay. know so yep. yeah 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 cool. all right let's go into now all right you've done uh you've explained your sort of journey in football let's sort of talk how you went from football and loving that and that's your only love and your passion and where you want to be to sort of how you yeah got out of it into this media world a bit more exciting world if you ask us and um yeah how you started who you sort of come on as uh, come on with i think you had a mentor to start off with yeah yeah um yeah talk us through that it's an awesome journey i think yeah well um well obviously after melbourne 20s i went to the um, sunshine coast falcons that's um, another q cup team yep uh first year with them it was all right. I had a few good games. Um, I think I only played 12. Second year after that, 2019, this was their most successful year. I got to play four games. We went the whole whole season undefeated. We had a, we had a fucking gun team. Because <laughs> Falcons like, were the feeder club for so Melbourne, Melbourne, is that right? Storm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. we're getting anywhere from six to eight players back a week from Melbourne themselves. So half the team are fucking NRL players. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit disheartening, eh? but it's just how it works. Like they, they don't make the main squad. So then they push all the they other guys. Play games. Games. Yeah. That's they- exactly right. And like, as a young fella, like you're training all year with the team. You're there, you're there every training session. You're trying your best. You're fucking flogging your guts out to try and, to try and play and make the team. And then the team gets announced. There's Just all these players going to come back. back. <laughs> you're like, fuck. So I'm going back to play local league. Yeah. Like, it's pretty disheartening. But at the same time, like, that's where I feel like it all differentiates between um, like players that are, are going to make it and aren't. Yeah. And like looking back on it now, I was definitely one of those players that weren't going to make it because I took it so so hard mentally. Yeah. That it just affected me too much. So you took it as a personal decision, whereas in the club's eyes, it's a business decision because they got to bring those players back. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's where it all started to kind of dwindle for me. I feel like. I stopped enjoying my footy because I'm doing all this work, but I'm going back to play local league. Mm. Like, yeah, that's that's where it all started. And then 
after that, like it just kept happening more and more. And I only played four games that year. So, and that did they win that year, or or that was the year they that they had the good years? They had a really yep. good year. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't win that year, but at the same time, like that really for for me as a player, like kind of fucked me a lot. Yeah, I was yeah. like I was pretty off footy. So so you're sort of done with it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You and like the coaches it. rung me up mid-season, it's like, "Hey, mate, just like sorting out players for next year's squad. Like, are you still keen to play?" And like straight away, I was like, "I'm in an iron to him." I was like, "Mate, I don't know. Like, I'm just gonna have to get back to you." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, sweet." So like, went 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 away and had to think about it. And and at this stage, just want to go into this stage. Did you have any other sort of options, any fullbacks to go? Fuck! If I don't do footy, what am I? What am I doing? Absolutely not. Not really. <laughs> like I was fucking working a labouring job. I hated. I was working in the civil industry, laying pipe, digging holes, digging trenches, getting dirty every day. Like you boys know for a fact, I fucking hate being dirty. <laughs> it was terrible. makes three of us. <laughs> yeah, right. it was shocking. Like in my hands just get dirty, and I'd be straight away just trying to wash them. It was like yuck. <laughs> but um, yeah. So. I had nothing to fall back on at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I turned 21 yeah. that year or 2018, something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know how... I actually don't know how I started to get into it, but mum and dad bought me a camera. For a birthday, Christmas. For my 21st birthday. Yep. Yeah, bought me a camera. And fucking here I am going around thinking I'm top shit, taking, <laughs> taking these mad photos. <laughs> I was like, man, look at these. Trying to edit them in Lightroom and all that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was kind of dabbling with that in the background of things um, while playing footy. But um, yeah, it didn't really, where were we in? 2019, we're in 2019 then. Yeah, so that was the year the Falcons were doing really well. I wasn't playing that much footy. Were you still playing, playing like local just to, yeah, I was just playing, to play I, and yeah, keep fit? I was playing local league and that. Like I was still training with the Falcons and everything. But at the same time, if I wasn't playing footy, like... I'm going to go try and like just focus on something else to just get me out of that shitty mindset that yep. I'm not playing where I want to be. So yeah, this is when all the, all the photo and film stuff started taking off. Yep. Um, there was someone on Instagram, um, Sam Caslick. He's a pretty prominent videographer in Brisbane on his story, on his Instagram story. So you just, you didn't know him prior. You just followed him and um, I didn't follow him. One of the boys actually sent me a story. He's like, Hey bro, I thought like this might interest you. That's awesome, eh? Yeah. It's funny how that how that works because um, what you're about to say, is if someone never sent that to you, you may have never known who he was. It, and Exactly right. I'm probably not doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. I'm probably, I'm probably still playing rugby league, shit kicking it in some job yeah, and just hating life. So your mate sends you this uh, Insta DM of this guy who goes, oh, you might like this guy and then what happens next? Yeah, he um, his, his story said, hey, just looking to put someone on like once a week at the moment, teaching them how to edit videos. Or he didn't even say edit videos, just just want to teach you how to edit. Yeah. Like, yeah, sweet. And at the time, I'm... To do like work for him, yeah? Yeah, work yep. for him. And at, at the time, I was like, yeah, just photos. Like I was in the photos at that time. So I go down, first day with him, I think it was like a week later. Mm. And he's like, yeah, meet me at this cafe. We, we got a shoot on straight away, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, mad. I turn up, bro. He's sitting down with James Seguiaro. <laughs> Our very first shoot is a YKTR shoot. <laughs> I'm like, you're <laughs> fucking kidding me. Here I am, fanboy, and I've got my shitty like D3400 Nikon in my hand. I'm like, this is embarrassing, man. Anyways, it turns out we're doing video, not photo. Yeah. I was like, so you're like, oh shit. Yeah, Sam Sam gives me a camera and he's like, bro, like all I want you to do is just take like just shots from the torso upwards. Yeah. I was like, right, I video. So what was he like, like, oh, you know how to video? You're probably like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, 
Yeah, it was just I was just like I was just so dumbfounded right now. I was like, okay. So is this like how long ago did you meet this Sam guy before this shoot? Like a week? No, or a no, day? I hadn't. You hadn't even it was met the him. Very first time, man. So you just met up with him and he said, "Hey, I would I got a bit of a job today. Can you help me out?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got his main camera on the gimbal. He's walking around with um Chico. Yeah. Doing all this, all these poses and walking and all that, and here I am in the background doing handheld shots, just like, <laughs> what I am I doing? <laughs> I, hope, I hope I've got this right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, that so was, how'd that go though? Like, how did you was, get good feedback? Bro, it was or? so much fun, man. Like, yeah, it was just like I can't even explain it because I was that stoked about it at the time. It was just surreal at the time. So that, surreal. And like, it's fuck, that's James Ciaro. Like, that's YKTR. Like, I wear these guys' clothes. Like, yeah, this is and sick. I'm now in their presence doing work for them yeah, in a sense yeah exactly right and then so that finished um towards the end of the shoot jordan kahu comes out of nowhere and says hello so i've met have Jan- you met him before or not not prior not, to not that prior nah, to this yeah so this is when this is where it's all this is the whole this is photo kinda, film yeah photo and film journey this is where it all kicks and off and this is me. interesting so is this where the ball sort of dropped and like fuck this is pretty cool this is what i want to do yeah 100 percent and yeah. it's interesting that like that first job that you were there with this guy that your mate sent you and it was a video work for NRL players clothing brand. Yeah, like, yeah. That is pretty crazy, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, when you think about it, like I it was, was a good segue for your, uh, I guess, paths to cross and go, fuck, I'm usually on the other side of that fence. I'd possibly one day might want to be that footy boy, but actually I want to be the guy behind the camera recording. 100%. Yeah. yeah it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. So like after that shoot, like went back to Sam's office and all that and like, I did all this work for him and then like, I don't even think we did much more that day. All we were doing is just talking, what do I want to do, like with photo and film and that. He was just sitting down with you and running through where you were at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he ran me through the basics of editing, how to clip up clips from Premiere Pro and all that. No, at the time, like, I had no idea what video was. I never even thought of video in my life. Yeah. I don't think you saw I got a camera that takes photos. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. mum. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah. I think I want to get into video now. Yeah. Yeah. So, literally, like. And is his main business video? Or yeah. both? Oh, he does. I think he does a bit of both. Uh, yeah. I think he does both, but mainly video. Yeah. Yeah. And but what um, a, man, what an awesome dude to. I guess he was looking for someone to help, but like, for someone he didn't know to then bring you on to say, hey, can you come help me out? I'm assuming you work with him for free. But like, that's awesome for them him to start asking where you sort of want to go and I guess mentor you, even if it was only for a while. Like that's just, yeah. that's great, man. Yeah, yeah. So after that first shoot, I think I was driving down once a week and he was just teaching me the basics. I was still editing for him. I was just clipping up clips for him, clipping up weddings. And um, yeah, we'd go on the odd shoot together. Or yeah. if, if he needed to duck off and do a shoot, I'd stay in office. I'd just keep editing and just learning kind of. Yeah, you just get the gist of things and all that. But um, as time went on, I was going there anywhere from one to three times a week. There were days where I'd spend, like, if I had training that day, I'd leave early around one o'clock just to beat the busy traffic. Other days I'd stay till late. But um, yeah, he just he was teaching me so much that I got I got hooked on it. Yeah, and all this was for free. Like he chucked me he chucked me fuel money, which I appreciated so much. But um, yeah, from there. And this is at this stage, you're still kind of playing footy, still laboring and yep. fitting this in somewhere in between. Yeah. So I was laboring. I I told the laboring 
company that I was working for, I was back at uni on Mondays. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. Absolute yeah, yeah. piss take. Yeah. This is just my chance just to go to Brizzy once a week. To yeah. So you saw this day. opportunity and you're like, I just need to be there as much as I can. Yeah, exactly. So like, I started, so talked absolute rubbish to the company. I was like, look, I'm starting back uni it's on Mondays. I need to go in. Can you guys give me Monday off? They're like, yeah, sweet. Little did they know I was driving to Brizzy doing yeah. all this cool shit. It's too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, that happened. Yes, I was still training for footy. Really, I was still focused on footy at the time, but at the same time, like, my love for photo and film was slowly growing. Like, yeah. I was just like, it's always in the back of my head. I'm always like, wow. So once you got a, once you got in, you just, you couldn't yeah, stop, Yeah, eh? I got a huge taste for it. And then, uh, I think it's probably a few months later, Sam took me to my first wedding with him. And he was like, oh, before, before all this, before this first wedding... Like he pretty much said when he first saw my saw my camera, mum and dad got me. He's like, "Yeah, bro, you need you need another camera if you wanna like be the <laughs> real deal," you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, okay." So I've saved up enough coin to go f- and forked out. Uh, I think it's about two and a bit grand for um. My Which first. at the time that is a lot of money for yeah. someone who's just doing a labouring job, just playing footy. Labouring job, making fuck all money off footy, you know. So it was it was pretty hard, but, but at you the same knew it was time, the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a means to. A, or a greater thing, you yeah. Know? So, yeah, I bought I bought a Panasonic Panasonic Lumix G9. I think you boys run off that now. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great camera. Worked. Shot 4K. That's all I needed. So like, I rock up to Sam. We're going to our first wedding. I was like, hey, look, I got my new camera, <laughs> ready to go. Um, went to my first wedding with him. It was just like a little country wedding, out at the outskirts of Brizzy. And straight away, man, I fell in love with weddings. Yeah, I was just like. This is sick. Like, what What about the weddings? Did you uh, yeah? Did you fall in love with? I just like watching the way Sam worked at the time, like all the, all the things he was capturing. Like I would never have thought at the time. Yeah. So there was just an art to it that he had. And yeah. You were just inspired off that. Yeah, yeah. Like there was this one part of the wedding, um, after they or just before they'd done their first kiss or something, they opened this box and this butterfly flew out. Sam captured that so perfectly. I seen it on on the screen post production like a week later. He'd put it in slow mo, and I was just taken back from it. I was like, I feel like you have got to be pulling the piss. Yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> that fuck, is man? so like, fucking nice. I was like, how did you even know where to stand and like how to capture that? You yeah. know. So yeah, like from then on, like we just kept doing weddings and weddings, and like I was just second shooting for him, and like I was he was paying me as a second shooter. Yeah. And all that. So it was pretty good. It was good at good bit of extra coin extra yeah. cash and i was still coming in once twice a week do all yeah. the editing going on all these commercial shoots with him as well so i was just learning a whole heap and at the same time i was going back and just like going on youtube teaching myself things or if i don't know how to do this on my own laptop youtube how do you do this like yeah and that's just where it all started like i just kept doing it kept doing it kept doing it and yeah I think having a mentor is huge, eh? Like, definitely. That's just that story alone is crazy, and yeah, like, you gotta be so grateful for him. But like, you know, you said yes at every opportunity, and yeah, look where that sort of led you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm so grateful for Sam. Like, he kicked it all off for me. Mm. Like, without him, I'm probably not doing photo and film. Or if I am, I'm probably not. Probably not where I would be now. Yeah. Know? Like everything, everything that he did, like I couldn't be more thankful for. And yeah. you, and you don't get a lot of people like that these days that like sharing their secrets or how they do it but yeah that's just awesome that he took you took you under his wing and sort of taught you the ropes and showed yeah. you how to do it and um i guess 
fast track a little bit on now like you're you're running your own show um do you want yeah where'd you get your first client like did that sort of come off the back of doing these weddings and or you started advertising doing them yourself how does that look my first my first shoot my first official shoot i did for nothing and it was at the gym i work out at um for um an exercise scientist called uh geordie taylor he had an Olympic or upcoming Australian athlete who was like a kayaker or something. He was just taking her through a program for the day, a usual gym gym session. He was like, bro, do you just want to come in and film that? I was like, yeah, sweet. Just like created, created a hype video around that. Yeah. So I did that. He loved it. He put it up on his socials, got a bit of traction. He was like, do you want to come in and do another one for another athlete? I was like, yeah, sweet. Did it again. And then, yeah, I think slow, things slowly just kept coming off the back of that. Yeah, so you were posting all that stuff on your own page. Like, yeah. was that your personal page then, or had you set up your company then? No, nah, well, I kind of the company page I got now, the business page I got now. Yeah, it wasn't named that. Yeah, at the time, I just, think it was like just. I think it was a like creative digital or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used yeah. to have that old name, so I was just working under that. It was nothing official. It was just like that's the name. Eventually, I want to be able to write down and officially buy and yeah, run under. But yeah. That that's how it all kind of kicked off for me, I guess. Like other than Sam stuff, like I was posting some of Sam's stuff. Like he said, if you if you've got if you're involved with this shoot, if you're second shooting this, like this footage is mine just as much yours. So like, yeah, use it, do what you want. So yeah, so you got your first client, or I guess you started your work off the back of that, and then were you still doing your labouring stuff while you're doing that? I just yeah. want to see how you sort of transitioned and went, right, I'm going all in. I was. So this is all... There might be some good inspo for someone who's in the same boat yeah. and go, how did how did you do that? So how this, did you make that work? So this was all during 2019 still. So yep. this all happened within about, I think, even six to nine months, all this stuff that we've just spoken about. Um, footy season finishes. I decide I'm going to go another round, 2020 year. I literally had the best preseason I've ever had. COVID decides to come. <laughs> it fucks everything. Fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. Hate you. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> but um So yeah. what season gets cancelled, yeah? Like season the NRL get, and everything season else. Gets cancelled. Yep. I don't even get to play one game of, of rugby league that year. Done all that fucking hard work. All down the drain. That's so That's disheartening, it. eh? Yeah. So like we'll sit at home in lockdown. Like I'm still doing a little bit of photo and video work here and there. And then talks of the season coming back alive mm. was in the works. And I was just like, I don't want to play. Like, I'm not, I hope, I was hoping the footy season wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I was hoping the season of 2020 wasn't going to like reignite. And it didn't, thankfully. Yeah. But a lot of things happened in the year 2020 that really made me like. Just open your eyes a little open bit. Open my eyes and just be like, I can, I can do something really really good and special for myself that's going, not that's going not down this footy. path that's yep. not rugby league yeah so yeah i pretty much put footy aside i hadn't even made my final decision for the year of 2021 if i was going to play i just focused on my photo and film so i think Ainsworth digital had just come alive then and then my wedding page wasn't even alive then so it's just Ainsworth digital at the time um yeah, I just started doing little bits of work. I was working for the rooftop bar. I was doing all their photo, video work. That was really coming alive. They liked it. So that kept me afloat. Yep. And at the time as well, I was working with my uncle. He's a civil engineer. So I was just doing all this little 
book work and all that. So, so you had a little bit of income on the side just yeah. to just to get you by with your bills and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's then, exactly right. And then all the rest was just extras and just yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in 2019, November 25, is when I officially quit my labouring job. Fuck yeah! Bro. I was playing. I was playing no footy at the time. I was in preseason or something like that. No longer labouring, so life got a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, a big milestone, man. Like to to see to see a vision and go you know what, let's just go all in. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, like I wasn't I wasn't even financially stable enough to do it, but I was like, fuck it. You like, just knew that was the right yeah, thing to do. I just had enough of labouring. Like it was taking that much out of me like mentally and physically. Mm. Like I just wasn't enjoying life. Life sucked. And I think when you're in another industry with not with like-minded people, it probably sucks your energy and your charisma away oh, from you. It does. Because you want to be this creative person who's um, doing all these awesome things, but then you just go on to... You know, no knock on that industry, but it's just not what you loved. And you, when you start hanging around those people, I think it deflates you a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I absolutely suck at taking orders from people. So like, <laughs> that that's one thing I hated about labouring. I'd have to I'd have to listen to someone tell me to go fucking dig this hole or fucking pick this shovel up and scrape all this dirt off the road. It's like, nah, man, <laughs> that's not me. Yeah. So I struggled with that a lot, yeah. and I think that's why that drove me to finally quitting because I was like. I'm sick of taking orders from people who I don't even fucking like. And is that was it? Know. Was that extra motivation for you to go? I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah, hundred like, percent. To go like, like even harder at your business. Yeah, because I was looking at the people in that industry and even the crews I was working in, like these are 40, 50 year old men, like slaving away pretty hard. Slaving, on the aw- slaving away, man. They were earning fuck all money of an afternoon. All they do is just go sink piss, smoke durries, and then just repeat. And just live paycheck to paycheck. They were so excited for payday. Yeah. I was like, man, there's so much more to life than this. For sure. Yeah. So I was just like, I need to get out because it's just, it's not good. So I did that. I got out. That's exactly what I did. I went and worked for my uncle. He's a civil engineer. I was working at an aircon office. <laughs> yeah. Typing on a fucking computer all day. <laughs> life was good. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's where, that's where I was all really headed, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. So now you've obviously got you've built a lot of traction on your pages. Yep. Um, you've got a lot of clients now. So what's some sort of valuable lessons you've learned along the way now? Mm-hmm. Like now you're you're doing your own thing. What's what's some sort of advice you could give, or you know, something valuable? Yeah, to someone who to someone who might be in similar shoes to you, um, and thinking about yeah, going all in on a business, or they might be playing footy, um, and think that's not for them. Like, is there anything? You've learned along the way or that you would have done differently that you could give advice to someone else. My biggest piece of advice is just do things for yourself and do what, ma- do what makes you happy. Like it, as cliche as that sounds, you got to put yourself first and do what makes you happy. Like you got to find a way to, to do what makes, like what just makes you happy, man. Like that's exactly what I did. Like, yeah. yeah, the money just was a bonus. Yeah, yeah. So footy, footy was my love. It faded away, but at the same time, as that was fading away, something else was coming up. Yeah, and that was photo and film. And from there, like that was making me happy. So I was like, "How do I continue on this path and just keep keep elevating it?" I guess you'd say, like, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. So that's all I did. I just focused on it. I dropped everything else, and I just went all in. Like, you just got to do it. Like, you just have to do it. Like, I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and. It's awesome that you followed the breadcrumbs as well. Like you took the signs, like this first job was, mm. you know, like it all kind of sounds like it all kind of went too perfectly, but it's because you followed the breadcrumbs. You didn't go, oh, I'll give this 
video stuff a little bit of a go, but then I'll go back and go hard at footy. Like, nah, nah, like. You'll never catch me on a footy field again. <laughs> you won't. Like, you heard it here first, everyone. Jake Ainsworth retirement. <laughs> 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 no, I just yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, just you gotta you gotta do what makes you happy, and like whatever makes you happy, just focus on it. Yeah, yeah. the rest will fall into place. The rest falls into place. Like if you work hard at what makes you happy, it's just gonna keep coming. It's just gonna keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Like that's exactly what's what's happened to me. Like yeah, I've sort of that happiness and prosperity just sort of come on the back of that, you know. Exactly, you. yeah. Like doing what makes you happy, but at the same time, you've still got to work hard, yeah. and you've really got to focus on your craft. Like I know for a fact, I'm I'm nothing special yet. Yet, I want to be, but for now, like I'm still learning. Yeah. Like yes, I've got all these weddings booked, and yes, I'm doing all these commercial jobs, but I've still got so much to learn and so much to do. It's only the start, baby. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's just go, I guess, you know, what do you have coming up? Where's a digital going? Is there anywhere in the future? Do you want to branch off into different aspects of the media world? Do you want to stay niche to weddings? Just kind of run us through what your ideas are uh, moving into the future because yeah. we're excited to see where your business goes. And Yeah, yeah. So Ainsworth Digital, I really want that to be just like on the commercial side of things, like more more corporate stuff. I want to be able to do interviews, more construction companies because construction companies at the moment are investing a lot of their money in the marketing and video, and video and all that. Like, some of those ones down south are just so sick. Hundred <laughs> percent, they're sick. Like guys like X Media, like they're doing all the construction companies now for like, like Grayer and all those yeah, housing. Yeah, like they look so good. Like yeah. yes, it's a construction company, but like yeah, like looking at all the time lapses they do and there you go the you're on the other up. you're on the other end of the yeah you used to be the person yeah, <laughs> helping exactly. construct it which is yeah. cool but you still you have a love for that just in a different way now yeah so a digital i want um to do like corporate and commercial work i still want to dabble into the fashion kind of world because i i really like creating those promo videos and just all the cool kind of stuff still yeah as well as so does that mean like just do work for that industry or start your own little venture in that space or nah, you're not too sure just do work for that just industry, work for i think it. yeah sure. yeah and then um at the same time just really anything like lifestyle i love the lifestyle kind of things as well like even just like like eventually i want to travel and create my own videos and that too while i'm traveling just yeah. show, show the people the world through my eyes yeah and my lenses you yeah. know so but yeah, like that's that's the Ainsworth digital side of things. Yep. And so now I've got me Waska Films. Me Waska, that's how you say it. Stands for a little love in Polish. Yeah. It's be a bit cute. I like that. It's <laughs> a bit cute, you know. Um, yeah, that's my wedding page. So yeah. like I've got a huge, huge love for weddings and I think that will always be my priority. Yeah. More than Ainsworth Digital. But um yeah, like the end the end goal is like two to five years time. I I want my own warehouse kind of studio. Three or four people. Like I want to send two, two to three people off doing Ainsworth digital things, commercial side, anything like that. And then I want another one or two people with me doing weddings. Yeah. So Help filming, yeah. editing. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, Tyler, you got anything else you want to add in or Jake, anything else at the end? This has been, yes, yeah, it's been awesome, bro. Like it's not all the time one of your real close friends from your childhood you get to sit down and just have an awesome chat like that was a good and recap sort of, of and sort of open up on stuff that we we don't even know about like you know some adversity you've gone through in your life and yeah. how you've overcome it and moved into a new venture where you're happy as you're loving life and your business is very successful and growing yeah that's it so i don't know if i really got anything else to say but like just anyone that's really listening just 
just do what do what makes you happy and just whatever that is just focus on it and do it like yeah it's as cliche as everyone says it and yes like there's a lot more to it but really once you find out what that is just go for it like yeah just listen to my story cool yeah, now that's awesome bro we'll just plug yourself before you go um yeah where, everyone, where can where can they find if someone wants a wedding shot or wants to get their fucking flat white recorded at their restaurant <laughs> <laughs> where can they find you uh, i'm most prominent on on instagram obviously either angelworth digital photo and film or um me Waska films that's my wedding page but um you can also find me on the internet www.jakeainsworth.com sweet yeah we'll plug you in the socials and the podcast so Thanks for coming Thanks on. Thanks for coming today, on, bro. It was a, it was a pleasure, brother. Um, yeah, a good episode. love you heaps, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to what what we've kind of got coming up in the future and working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, thanks for coming on, brother. It's been a good one. Sweet boys, thank you. Love See you. Zach. See ya. Yeah.